listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit, State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks, and everything Houston Rockets, presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and with me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on all social media platforms, at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commish, at Summit SOM Pod, and at Apollo NBA, and at Apollo HOU. GM, the stove is fucking on fire right now there's so much stuff happening we are recording this on a wednesday night with the turnover of the trade deadline tomorrow we're going to be releasing this episode literally we're going to be releasing this as it comes out i mean we're, we're literally recording during the rockets game right now where the rockets are losing 99 to 97 by the way but uh all thoughts aside how you doing today good sir Oh man, everything's good, man. Um, the Rockets have been playing very well tonight. Uh, we'll get into that in a bit, but um, it's been a good game. Very happy. Today's Wednesday. It's Hump Day. Favorite day hump of the week. Day. You already know, man. Shout hump out, shout out to uh, Miss Petrie when we sing the Hump Day song in choir back in the day. I don't remember. First that, Colony Bobcats. Um, but yeah, man. Overall, it's been good. It's been a, it's been a crazy intense um, already. Twenty. Yeah. Trade. Uh, Pre-day trade deadline, pre-trade deadline day. Can we even go um, further back than that? Let's can we let's jump twenty-four hours even before what's been happening like right now. Let's let's jump twenty-four hours ago because a record was broken. Let's let's open up this episode. Look, we we took us we took a step outside the summit last time, and I want to step outside of it again. A record has officially been broken. A record I never thought in a million years. Jay Sean Tate hits a three. We're gonna give you guys a play-by-play <laughs> literally as the game's happening. We just took the lead. A record that I never thought would ever be broken, GM, broke. LeBron James passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the all-time NBA scoring record. Bottom line, y'all, whether you are a fan of LeBron or not, respect Mm. greatness when it's in front of you. Holy shit. Yeah, man. That is insane. Mm -hmm. How did you feel when you saw it? Well, um, first of all... uh, you know, um, I did write an article last night as soon as LeBron James did uh, break the record. Yes, um, on ApolloHOU.com. Make sure to check out my article. And also, Stoney wrote an article that was more of a long-term thing in terms of LeBron James' career arc. But last night, let me tell you, man, a 40-year scoring record. How insane is that? And um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was gracious enough to be in attendance and to be the one to uh, hand over the ball to a LeBron James. Um, it was it was beautiful, man. And you could, if, if you were there, you saw the tweet when he was walking into the stadium, the arena. Man in the arena. Shout out to Young Rock. Um, Time to be the man in the arena. That, there you go. That was LeBron. And if shout out also the uh, Theodore Roosevelt that also made that line. Oh, I had he no idea. It. I had no idea. True story. Shout out to Theodore Roosevelt, man, a brand that I enjoy. Roosevelt. Theodore. Anyway, that 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 was Theodore, an even right? that was a a free plug for them. But anyways, LeBron was prepared. He was ready to break that record last night. You could see the way how aggressive he was, ready to score. Yep. And he, you, you just knew 
as soon as he had 20 points at the end of the first half, 16 points to get it. He was telling his sons like eight a quarter, psh, easy. He got he got those he got that 16 in the just the third quarter alone. The, those two pull up threes were amazing. But that fadeaway, the way he did that fadeaway, the Pat and LeBron move mid range fadeaway is perfect, beautiful, poetic. Um, you can look at that photo and see you know in comparison to MJ's famous shot. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of comparisons in terms of all that. Um, but Despite all of that, Oklahoma City still won the game. Shout out to Oklahoma City. They didn't play for the occasion. They played for the game. And unfortunately, the Lakers probably played for the occasion as opposed to the game. That's why AD looked a little mad. I don't know. Well, we don't Lakers, know anything yeah, about that. Yeah, but, oh man. Yeah. That's, that's a whole other ball game. Yeah. I, I want to give flowers to LeBron, uh, first of all, for just the longevity of him, of himself like in his total career arc. And I don't, we're not going to go into depth on it. I just want to... Be giving him his flowers. Well, one of two things. One, I was super confused at first because I didn't see the prior tweet that TNT had posted saying that they were going to stop the game. Because I was like, wait, they're legit. Like, at first I was like, okay, cool. They're stopping for a minute. Just like when Steph hit that three to break the record. It's cool. They'll break for a second. Hug your family. You know, kiss your wife. uh, Kiss your kids. And then move on, right? Yeah. No, they legit stopped the game. They stopped the game. Mm -hmm. They freaking, like, played a video. Like, everyone just stopped. And I was like... Wait a minute! Like we're yeah, stopping. Yeah, it, it, it was a little od. I would I say like, just a little od. Whoa! I didn't yeah. expect. Like I didn't. I, I was. I was shocked. I was like, "What is happening? Yeah. Is this a thing?" I mean, like I don't think so. But where, me, where does the flowers for Curry when he broke the record? My God! <laughs> well, well dude, like, Curry. Curry and had a jersey presented to him by Reggie Miller. It but, was a beautiful, beautiful. But wasn't that at the thing. end of the game? No, it, that I was think, during the game. Oh, that it, was during the game. They I think did it take happened. A photo. They, they, they did. They did do stuff during the game. So I mean, you know, like it might not have been as outlandish considering that Steph Curry did it. Away I mean, they from played home. a video. Was it in New York or was it? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, it was, it was MSG. Okay, it was MSG. But then they played like a video yeah, for LeBron. Well, that was. I mean, look, I'm not hating. I'm not hating. No, no, no. no. I have no problems I, with I, it. I will hate because oh, okay. they, it was in Hollywood. It's a Hollywood type of finish, a Hollywood type of uh, occasion. Yeah. You see all the celebrities there, all the former Lakers. So the Lakers were ready for this. Yeah, okay, oh, dude. Enough. I mean, I I think it's a little disingenuous to a sense, but it's okay. Like, um, I think it's. If it's as good it's, as it gets. It's a beautiful yeah. thing to celebrate considering yeah. how long the record was and how long it was it had stood and who had it. Um, it was poetic for L.A. I mean, cool. When you look at it in a vacuum, it's like, oh, this is an amazing occasion. When you put it the big picture, it's like, bro, you kind of threw the whole team off rhythm. Um, but that's just me. Yeah, no, um, I mean, that's and that's yeah. okay. But like, that's why I'm saying like when I think about like both sides of the coin. So there, one way it's it's one way it's a little off-putting. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you enjoy the moment for what it is. He broke the all-time scoring record. Good for him. A second point that I wanted to make in regards to that, um, the patented fadeaway that LeBron shoots. But tell me, let me, okay, well, let me tell you and everyone else why I actually got a little emotional after seeing that. It's is not it reminiscent LeBron. to Kobe. Kobe in yellow. Kobe in, in in the formerly known as Staples Center, now the cryptocurrency arena, but formerly the man, you know, Staples Center, the house that Kobe built. It was a little weird, like almost so reminiscent of when he scored 60. Like it was like one of those moments. And then, you know, then you get into that realization once again of the fact that Kobe's not here. And it's just, it's a shame because Kobe should, you think about it, it's LA, it's the Lakers, it's LeBron James, 
you know, they have such a good, they had such a good friendship. And then you start thinking, like, man, this fucking sucks because Kobe would be their front row. He should have been there. He yeah. should have been, been there. He would have been there. He would have been there, been there to congratulate his boy. You know, he would have congratulated his boy, give him a hug, and whisper in his ear, man, but I, for real, I could have broken that record too. You know what I mean? Like, they would have <laughs> shit talked each other. Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. that's what I'm saying. That's a co- so, it's Kobe. It's a yeah. Kobe thing. And it's just a shame that he's not. You know, he wasn't alive to see this because yeah. he would have been front and center. So it got me a little emotional when I thought about it. Um, shows my love for Kobe. A lot of people call LeBron uh, the GOAT. He's definitely, now he's definitely, um, he's up there now at this juncture by breaking the all-time scoring record. Uh, but you all debate that amongst yourselves. My GOAT's always going to be Kobe because he was that GOAT during our era, forever and a day. And that's that's how it has been, you know, prescribed to myself and, and Justin as well. You know, that, that was our guy. I don't remember Michael well enough. I wasn't alive for Bird and Magic in their prime. LeBron, I was a teenager. Yeah, a teenager going to my adulthood, which is great. But like when I started really falling in love with the game, was a, it was Kobe. It was Kobe's show. And we were all just kind of a part of it. So shout-outs to uh, Kobe. Shout-outs to LeBron once again for breaking the record. I just wanted to give him their flowers one time. And uh, GM, let's transition this into the trade deadline because, my God, holy jeez, <clears throat> Louise, they just dropped a goddamn bomb tonight yeah just a few just like two hours ago uh describe the trade right now let the people know like what went down well this is what went this is what happened there was a three-team trade between the lakers the utah jazz and the minnesota timberwolves so what had happened was basically the major pieces of the deal were three-point guards being rotated russell westbrook headed to utah um d'angelo russell headed to la and Mike Conley Jr. headed to the Utah Jazz. Uh, in terms of other players, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley are both going to the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> a first-round pick, 2027, that is very lightly protected from the Lakers, is being sent to Utah. And it's one through four protections. And if that, if the Lakers do get a pick one through four, then... What will be conveyed to them is basically nothing, a second-round pick of that year. So basically, if the Lakers do suck and they get a first, fourth pick, that basically that the Jazz will get a high second-round pick to absorb Russell Westbrook's contract. Um, It's a big deal, man. I mean, considering that the Lakers just got D'Angelo Russell, who is probably a much better shooter, well, obviously a better shooter than Russell Westbrook. Mm -hmm. He... He definitely fits better in terms of what the Lakers would want out of a point guard. Jared Vanderbilt, the guy that the commission wanted uh, sad, on man. the Rockets, him on the Rockets, and you now know, he's getting love. they're getting they're getting a great player in terms of defending, yep. length, athleticism, someone that knows what to do. He's on the floor and plays with hustle. And Malik Beasley, basically, Malik Beasley is there to. Uh, replace Malik Monk and his production from the year before, who now plays for the Sacramento Kings, who are the Rockets are playing currently. Um, but <clears throat> man, it's 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 crazy. Um, I mean, it's deadline, and, and, and we'll say this: like Trade Russell deadline. Westbrook will be bought out. For it sure. seems highly likely. Um, nothing's for sure until it's written by Wozier or Shams. Yeah, but I know more, he's, more he's Shams. gonna get. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, he's absolutely, gonna get absolutely, absolutely. Out. He ain't playing I, I'm for just, that team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this like um, uh, for anybody that gives a crap about NBA reporting, like Chris Haynes tweeted out that two teams that are interested in Russell Westbrook are the Clippers and the Chicago Bulls. Um, the Clippers. I mean, I guess they can use another point guard. They got Reggie Jackson. They got John Wall. They got. Um, they got quite a few players over there, but they they've they've shown interest in Russell Westbrook for a while, even before they got John Wall, and then 
the Chicago Bulls, who are without Lonzo Ball. So I feel like that's a fit that could definitely work, you know, help Alex like Caruso. Where he'll start. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. DeMar DeRozan. Um, I feel like that can be a seamless transition. We'll see how that would work. There would be zero space considering that um, I forgot who their center is. I forgot his name. Um, you remember? For which team? Nikola Vucevic. Oh, Vucevic. Vucevic. Oh, for the Bulls, yeah. For the Bulls. But yeah, anyways, um, but yeah, can I mean. Yeah, no, it was, I think it was a great. It was a great acquisition all the way around. Dude, the Lakers uh, got a steal. Yeah, they got a steal. Yeah. They got they got friggin' yo, D'Angelo Russell's going home. So he gets to play on the team that got that drafted him. You know, he did ice in his veins. That started in LA. So, you know, coming back fully as a man, you know, uh, what is it that LeBron's saying? Uh this is this is bigger than basketball. I'm coming home. It's not as dramatic, obviously. This is via trade. It's not really his choice, but I'm sure he's more than happy to be able to come home and uh play with LeBron. Which is good for him. So overall, all three teams kind of you know, they they all kind of get to reset in a way, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Um, D'Angelo Russell gets to go back to LA. Mike Conley, you know, who was kind of uh, with that Utah team, not doing much, but he can kind of get to play with a big man again, like a le- like a legit. Ba- oh, huh? He gets mm-hmm. to play with Rudy Gobert again. Oh, <laughs> ah! hilarious! He gets H- to play hilarity! With Rudy again, hilarity! So you just can't escape hilarity! The Go- you don't escape the Gobert. You can mm-hmm. you can run from it, but you can't mm-hmm. escape it. So you know these teams are all just you know they all basically got what they wanted. Got yeah. A reset for all three mm-hmm. teams. Yeah. I think all three teams pretty much got what they had wanted. So good for them. Great for them. Thumbs up. Yeah. For them. Yeah. I mean, happy for Russ. I mean, if we're up to me, you know. Um, Anyways, that's besides the point. Yeah. Uh, let me let me say let me let me let's let's wait let's wait let's wait let's wait. I'll say it later. But um, to finish off what had happened today, Josh Hart just got traded to the New York Knicks mm-hmm. for Cam Reddish and a protected first round pick. So Cam Reddish is now went from what the Hawks to the Blazers now to the Knicks. I mean, from the Knicks to the Blazers. <laughs> Whoopsie. I did a wrong tipsy-turvy there. But, you know, Rockets Twitter's favorite wing with potential, Cam Reddish. That's kind of funny, man. That it, it, It's um, it's crazy to see. Um, who knows what to think, what will happen with the Blazers. But they're, yeah, they're definitely a, sure. a quote-unquote rebuilding team. And they'll probably unload Damian Lillard at some point in time. Not this year, maybe over the summer. But we'll see what happens, man. Cam Reddish, Shannon Sharp, uh, Anthony Simons. There might be a future there. There's a team. Yeah, there's a team Absolutely. to build. But, Absolutely. I mean, you know, like like I said, you know, good for them. It's great. It's well. It's good. Uh, I'm tired of talking about other NBA teams. We're a Houston Rockets show. We're a Houston Rockets podcast. Look, let's talk about this Houston Rockets and the entire stove that's been boiling over here. One of the latest reports that has come up that I do want to discuss here is uh, Jay Shantae drawing interest from multiple NBA teams. Uh, that was a report on The Athletic that had come out. I... Always had a feeling that Jay Sean was always like a lot of people talked hard on KJ Martin. He's and definitely as valued should, as they should. Um, from the looks of it, though, like Jay Sean Tate is someone that I think can go to a championship team now and impact the team now. Oh, absolutely. Like, KJ, he's, he's a now player. KJ was like KJ can help a winning team, but like he may not get as much minutes on mm-hmm. a winning team. But if you're talking like impact on a winning culture on a winning team, Jay Sean Tate will get PT right out of the gate, whether, you know, starting minutes, role player minutes, mm-hmm. off the bench minutes, six man, so on and so forth. He'll perform accordingly and he will do what he mm-hmm. needs to do. So it makes the most sense that he's drawing interest. But GM, you know, with Jay Sean Tate being available, not being available, but like rumors, rumors swirling that there could be a trade. 
what's kind of been in your mindset on what's going on? And do you, do you see that as a possibility? Do the Rockets maybe pull the trigger? I did read though that they obviously it has to be an, uh, at a, a proposal that they can't refuse. A Absolutely, la, like Godfather like offer. Absolutely, to like to trade away AJ Sean Tate. But give me your overall thoughts in regards to that whole rumor mill. Um, you know, Jay Sean Tate carries a certain type of playing style. Um, despite the fact that he's not a great, he's not as great of a shooter as some would say in comparison to KJ Martin, spacing the floor. Uh, Jay Sean Tate carries a lot of intangibles in terms of what a playoff team would want out of a player. I can see every playoff team being uh, at least trying to kick the wheels on a possible Jay Sean Tate trade. Um, you know, um, even one trade offer proposal that we did see that the Rockets possibly rejected. Who knows if it was the Rockets or the Celtics that uh, rejected it, but um, from a good friend of the show, Roosh, um, tweeted out that Boston and the Rockets were engaged in in, uh, in discussions, and Jay Sean Tate was the center of that discussion, and it was basically for Grant Williams and a first-round pick, and the Rockets said no. Um, Grant Williams will be a restricted free agent after this year. Jay Sean Tate has two or three years after this current season and his 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 deal is a discount in comparison to what the the rest of the league um has paid for his type of play and position oh yeah i mean it's a it's a steal yeah yeah, absolutely deal right now Um, the gate is a steal i think the thing about this is do people really value uh first of all grant williams and what he brings to the table over what jay sean tate brings and secondly if Grant Williams were to come. We also receive a first-round pick. We already have an influx first. We don't really need that. Um, but it just depends on what year. Let, let, let's let's clarify that. But also, would we be willing to pay him? Because from a report that we saw in the Athletic, he wants at least eighteen to twenty million a year. Mm-hmm. And to some people, it's like, would you pay Grant Williams? Like for me, it's like the type of impact that he brings onto the floor in terms of intelligence. He has high EQ. Yeah. He makes big shots. Last Does year against Miami, big shot maker. Hit big shots. Plays, plays defense. great defense. Yep. Yes. He's and, in that system too. And the thing about that is, like, is that a player that you would pay that much for? And to be honest with you, if I'm going to tell the truth, I would pay him that money because we're going to have to overpay anyway to get someone here. Well, the, that's the thing. People need to understand that the or market we can get is him so inflated. In free agency. Yeah. And yeah. offer him that money. But the thing is, like, you'd rather have him in your pocket now. I would rather just keep him in my pocket now. You never know what kind of deal you can get from him. Yeah. You inherit bird rights. You know what I mean? Like but the thing about Jay Sean Tate's deal is that it's so enticing oh, it's even it's small. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, it's it's, it's absolutely mouthwatering for other teams that could want him. Of course, there's teams that want him, which do include, per the sources, Suns, Nuggets, Celtics, and the Wizards. So, most of them winning teams. Like, teams that want to compete want a Jay Sean Tate. And I, and I get it. I understand it. Beautiful layup, by the way, by Jay Sean Tate to tie the game. once Jalen Green. What did I say, Jay Shante? Jay Shante. Ah, because we're talking about Jay Shante. Touché. Ha! Touché. Joke's on you, Kenny. <laughs> he burned himself. Uh, they tie the game 116-116. to 116. We're still watching. I'm, I'm going to no-sell this whole thing because uh, I'm just used to L's. I'm used to L's. But I am paying attention to the game. So, I think what I believe is... I, I think it's a very enticing deal, Grant Williams. I think we should take a look at it. I think it's a great deal. You have to pay somebody anyways, and I'm already under this... Uh, this I'm under this idea right now of who's going to come to Houston. Who would want to come to Houston? You know what I mean? And, like, mm-hmm. if you can get a guy like Grant Williams, he's not, like, he's not a super, he's not a needle mover. Like, let's not get one thing straight. He's mm-hmm. not a needle mover, as the mm-hmm. Sacramento Kings said another three. He's not a needle mover by any means. But bottom line is, is that culture guy, 
high IQ, good shooter, great defense. You pay that guy. Bottom yeah. line, yeah. The, the 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 salary is so inflated in today's NBA. You're gonna have to pay a salary for, at some point at that juncture for a type of player. As Jalen Green hits another three, down one twenty one to one nineteen. But it is Jay Sean Tate at the end of the day, and I do have an I have an attachment to Jay Sean Tate. So I don't know, GM. I don't know how I feel. There's a piece of me that wants him, and then there's the other piece of me that's kind of like. Fuck man, Grant Williams. Like that's a good, that's a that's a good piece. Like yeah, that's a good piece a to good pair piece along to, with Shengun. So if you're gonna start contending with a Jalen Green, you know Jabari Smith, Shengun, maybe Scoot Henderson or Victor Wembanyama, or a returning James Harden as a possibility. True. You take a Grant Williams and you got a team. You have a. Fucking team. team right that's there. Team. That's, that's a team that's going to compete for a spot in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. So, that's boom, give yourself a chance. The best opportunity to succeed. You put Jay Sean Tate on a winning team as well. I like the deal. I'll be honest with you. I like the deal. But I do have an attachment to Jay Sean, so I don't I don't know. I'm a little 50-50 right now. If they make yeah. the deal, great. If they don't make the deal, great. If it's for like, a, if it's for like a 2027, 2029 first... Um, sure, why not? Because um, yeah, I don't, what, what deals do we owe to OKC? Think about that. Starts like next year. you know, like it's if we get like year. a twenty twenty four first, but we're yep. also owed uh, the Brooklyn pick. Yep. Um, so it's so. it's 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 hit or miss right now. Um, there's so mu- much ups and flows, so much that is uh so much that is fluctuating right now, yeah. just because of the Brooklyn situation with Kyrie leaving, which we didn't even get a chance to discuss. I, we're not really going to discuss this at length for the, during this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Um, but Kyrie leaving, Kevin Durant, uh, you know, that being up in the air. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Everything's up in the air right now. So we'll, we'll see what happens in terms of what the Rockets are going to do because the trade deadline, obviously, less than 24 hours away. It's such a big one. Probably the biggest one in the rebuild as of right now. There's so much ebbs and flows that may that may happen, but GM, we had a we took like a, a small sliver of just a little bit of a break here before we jump back in, and holy crap, wow, it was a horrible finish to such a hard fought game, and I, I I'm I need to I need some time to kind of like digest that. I feel like I can't even fully speak on it, but I mean I I know you have words on it. Go ahead, let the people know. Rockets lose. 130 to 128. Heartbreak Houston. I mean, that's the bottom line here. Yeah, Heartbreak Houston is certainly the way to go about it. Uh, multiple mistakes towards the end. Not getting the ball to Jalen Green in the closing seconds. Um, a couple turnovers, huge turnovers. They're up by five with less than a minute left. And it was just horrendous basketball to close out the game. Um, shout out to Jalen Green, though. 41 points again, fourth a uh, 40-point game of his young career. The guy is just killing it. Um, good thing to have Jalen Green back on it. But the big story here is the foul on De'Aaron Fox with .3 seconds left in the game. Eric Gordon, like semi-half-ass contested De'Aaron Fox's three with 1.2 seconds left. And Eric Gordon touched his body just enough. Like his torso literally touched um, the hip of Darren Fox just enough to give him that foul call. Um, Should that have been a foul call? I don't think so. Not at the end of a game. But according to the rules, that is a foul. Eric Gordon has to be more cognizant of the moment and understand what's happening and what's at stake. This is literally the, you know, 
this determines a win or a loss. And unfortunately, because of that poor decision, it was a loss. Um, the Rockets the lose the again. Season. And I'm going to say this. Get Eric Gordon off my fucking team. Please. Get Eric Gordon off my fucking well, team. Well, I mean, if, if we can... If you want to talk, like, clearly about it... I, for this one, though, I mean, I, I think we're splitting hairs. But we're going to be on opposite sides of the fence here. I don't really blame Eric Gordon on that possession. I'm not going to blame Eric Gordon for trying to play defense on the number two clutch score in the NBA as of right now. He's, like, number two or number three in clutch scoring in the NBA. So I know he's going to want to play close to the vest against him. Kings are number one in uh, number one in uh, buzzer beaters since 2018. This team just knows, the Kings know big moments when they see it, and with Darren Fox being a top clutch scorer, you wanted to play him close to the vest. You didn't want to give him too much breathing room. It was a very light graze in my opinion. I've seen Harden. I've seen Harden get fouled for worse in in closing seconds in games with no foul call. So I'm not going to blame Eric Gordon on this as much as I would blame more the team. Um, it was horribly horribly executed uh, basketball. Nine, nine Out of the, nine, the last nine possessions that they made, they turned the ball over seven times. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Horrible execution to the end. And it makes a horrible ending to an otherwise great story that led up to it. You had the hustle. You had the grit. You had the determination. You had a pissed off Silas ready to rally the troops. You had Jalen Green uh, putting on a signature performance finally. But at the end of the day, it goes off or not. It gets wiped away from the scorecard. No matter what, moral victories get really quiet and annoying after a while. And and moral victories can only get you so far. So this moral victory, this... Uh, what is it that I said? Uh, productive L's. This productive L isn't so productive anymore, in my opinion. It's the worst <laughs> loss of the season. This team was so close to winning, and they ultimately lose the game. Um, it's not a good look for the team. You got to learn how to execute in these possessions. And Jalen Green, I mean, come on, dude. You're you're an NBA guard. You have to have tighter handles than that. You cannot let De'Aaron Fox just pick your pocket for two, like for easy for two easy points. It's it's too easy. It's a uh, it's not something that is going to be conducive to wanting to win and play in these clutch moments. You got your team ahead far enough. You were up five. You had a big block by KJ Martin. And what do you do? You turn the ball over the following possession. And then you shoot. In my opinion, the GM liked the shot. But in my opinion, I, I didn't. I thought it was a horrible shot. You didn't even run the clock down at all. You ran, a, you ran a fadeaway. You ran a fadeaway as if you run that play all the time. As if you're LeBron, Kobe, or Michael. And he does not shoot enough fadeaways for me to garner confidence in that shot. So why would you do that with a man that's bigger? You got the switch that you wanted, but you ran a half-assed fadeaway from the corner, mm-hmm. which is a very one of the toughest shots in basketball that very few players can make. So you're going to put yourself into that corner, and you're going to put yourself into that perspective and think that you can score at that moment. Horrible possession. Um, did not execute well. Bottom line, worst loss of the season, hands down. Um, I don't want to really harp in too much on it anymore. Uh, that on to the next one. On to the next one. Absolutely. The next one. I want to end. I want to uh, end this on the last segment with. So look, the trade deadline's tomorrow, and I thought it'd be really, really fun if myself and the GM uh, make a little not not a wager of some sorts, not a not a gentle maybe maybe a, might maybe a gentleman's agreement that might be better. GM. A gentleman, <laughs> gentleman's agreement. A, a gentleman's agreement. Huh? No, you don't. Remember. Oh. Where's that from? Nah, he doesn't remember. So I'm not. How about your mother? If you don't know, I'm not gonna say it. Yes, it's from how I met your mother, but you didn't even say the line. This is huzzah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I'll give it to you one more time. A gentleman's agreement. Huzzah. Huzzah. I half asked my huzzah, like Jalen Green in the fourth quarter. So, let's go ahead and discuss this. So, 
the trade deadline is going to be tomorrow or today from when you're waking up and seeing this episode. We have three bold predictions that we want to put onto the table. If any of these predictions are correct, if any of these predictions are correct, <laughs> shout out to Chris Farley, we are going to chug a beer. And we are going to do it live for the whole world. Maybe I'll chug, I'll chug a seltzer. Well, I do have a big, I have big Montuckies. So. That's fine. That's fine. fine. We'll, we'll do something. We'll do something. Yeah. But bottom line here, gentlemen's agreement: if any of these, any of the three, us are executing three deals each, and if any of this happens, then we are going to chug a beer live on either uh, on our social media platforms on either mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram. So it will be live for. Th- for the world to see at large, we are going to place our bets on the table of what our prediction may be. And if any of them come true in the next 18 hours, then you are going to look at myself and the GM getting a little buzzy buzz. So, GM, I know you have your predictions. Give it to the world right now. Three predictions that you think are going to go down. You want to give three in a row or do one, one, one? Whichever you prefer. I'm good with anything. Let's do, let's do one and one. Okay. Okay. So, so you can go my first. first prediction... Is I feel like this isn't really a prediction. Eric Gordon stays. He's not going to get traded. As bad as I want him gone, I just don't think Stone has the cojones to trade him. I'm just going to say it straight up. Okay. I'll flip it. Eric Gordon's gone. I think. Eric I hope Gordon, you're right. I, I'll Eric chug Gordon. for that. No, no, you shouldn't. No, you stick to your guns. Stick to your guns. To your guns. No, if I lose, I will chug. I will chug because I lost my wager. But. Oh, I thought we get it if we're correct. We have to chug. We should chug if we. Well, okay, that's if we're correct because I mean chances of this happening are pretty slim. So it's like going in either direction. I guess in a celebration. I'm not really celebrating. That's what I was saying. I was like, are we celebrating him getting traded? I would celebrate him. I don't care if he's going. I'll I'll gladly chug. (laughs) I'm gonna. So my prediction uh, stays the same. I've been predicting EG to be gone. Um, in in this year, and I'm not yielding from it. EG is gonna be gone. Uh, in 15 hours, 16 hours. Calling it now. Uh, EG will not be a rocket by the end of the trade deadline. All right. Entre prediction number two for you, good sir. Okay. So my prediction number two is that we will probably package these falling players for a cheap veteran, possibly, or a veteran that possibly makes, you know, well, maybe over 10 million, a little less than 10 million. Boban Marjanovic and Joshua Christopher will be traded tomorrow um, to a team Ballsy. that is willing to give a veteran, probably a veteran that you know probably isn't very good or too impactful. But I will say this, you know, like I'm I'm just thinking in terms of like possibilities. You know, Boban can be used uh, as a vet in a locker room for a young playoff team. Uh, Josh Christopher could be someone if he was placed in the right situation could certainly be successful the Rockets are just not in a good position to have a player of his caliber here as much as I enjoy watching uh, Jacob I'm not sure if this is the best place for him it's just a gluttony of guards yes I get it and we have we have picks next year as well so you know uh, something's got to give something's got to give something's got to give okay GM I'm going to make my prediction, and it's not something that's going to be super favorable with the fan base, which I'm totally going to understand now. Like I said, these are bold predictions. Not what we want to happen, just what we think may happen, and or if we have any inklings or anything of that nature. Um, 
I've said it once, and I've said this a thousand times in terms of uh, the the gluttony in the forward position as well. Uh, that goes for a Jay Sean Tate and a uh, KJ Martin, a lot of forwards that is kind of here and doing their thing. And from the deal that you make, I'm jumping it up an extra octave. KJ Martin's going to be deal dealt by wow the deadline tomorrow. Yeah, wow. I'm going with I'm going with KJ Martin being gone by the deadline. There is if there is a deal on the table, if there is, remember he did not want to be on this team. He's mm-hmm. been wanting this trade since the beginning of the season. So are they finally gonna give him what he wants? Are they gonna finally get him gone? Are they gonna trade him? Are they finally gonna get him to where he wants to go? Well, this is the best chance, this is the best opportunity. And if you get an offer that you can't refuse, for someone like Stone, who is getting some flack now from the fan base. You want to make a splash. You want to make something happen. I'm not. I don't know who's coming back. Uh, I can't begin be to tell you. Positive deal. I can't begin to tell you who is going to come back. But if you want to make a splash of any sort, yeah. Um, KJ Martin's probably the best player on that on that end, mm-hmm. besides Jay Sean Tate. Yeah. So yeah, KJ Martin's my guy. He will not be a rocket by the end of this deadline. <laughs> my prediction might not be very popular at all. People probably won't like this at all. We're, uh, spe- yes. we're looking for a vet point guard. Bring Russ back to Houston. When he's that. bought out, you've bring Russ that. back to Houston. This guy. You've been wanting this. Bring too. me the drama. I want to be Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn watching the TV. I want cinema. Oh, Jesus I Christ. want wow. cinema here in Houston. Give it to me, Stone. Give it to me. <laughs> give, give me, me what me. I want. <laughs> <laughs> give, me, give me what I want. Hey, hey. Hey, Triple H, Stone, give me what I want. Give me what I want. I forgot my line, so give me what I want. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had to go crazy Uncle Dave on that you one. Yeah, I had to go crazy Uncle Dave. God bless give you. Give me what I want. That was amazing. I didn't expect it. You made me pop. So, <laughs> okay, uh, that's a very good prediction. Wow, that's a crazy prediction. Okay, my prediction. And it's not so far. I mean, it could be far out of left field, but maybe not. Justin's talking about bringing a veteran point guard to the city of Houston. I think a veteran. I think a veteran hand is needed. I think a veteran point guard is needed. The hole is gaping. It looms large. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. not being here kind of shows that. It kind of proves that um, he's injured right now. Derrick Rose is a rocket. By the end. Ooh, by the I like that. I like. I like. I like, that. I like that. He's on a like, friendly contract. It's like nothing that. crazy. I don't I think mean, it's the Knicks did take, just trade for Josh Hart. I don't think it's going to take a lot. That's the thing. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be anything crazy. Is Derrick Rose playing? Like, is he hurt or is he act? Is he? Uh, I, I don't know. Last time I checked, he was active. But oh, okay. I hey, can, man. We can look again. I can look. Uh, I can. I can check my. I can check my work. Check I trust work. your work, Ken. Uh, I, 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 I totally shoot, trust. I don't your trust work. my work. <laughs> I trust your work, bro. Yeah. So right there, there's there's trade interest right now in Derrick Rose. So there's uh there's a little fuel to the fire, but he hasn't been playing. He has not been playing. So maybe he is nursing an injury. He has not been playing. So, bottom line, I really don't care. I just need him in this goddamn locker room. He's going to play at some point. Mm -hmm. And when he does play, he'll be a freaking rocket. So, those are our predictions. If y'all have a prediction, we'd love to hear it. Please uh, comment on our post when we post on our Instagram, on our Twitter feed. Please, uh, we'd love to hear from y'all. I want to know. Yeah, let's let's hear your, uh, what is it? uh, Trade predictions? Yeah. And if y'all are correct, y'all can chug with us. Absolutely. Let's all have a chug of on. 
<laughs> chugga 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 thon. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm down for like, that. Like um, Ralph Wiggum was it? No, was it Ralph? Ralph Wiggum. Wiggum wow. I choo choo choose you. That's it. Yep, you got it. You got it. Yeah, good. Ralph Wiggum. Nice. There you go. You like nice. that? You, you like that? It took you a second. To Kirk think about Cousins. It. You like that? Oh, uh, Kirk Cousins? Was it Kirk Cousins no. that said that? No. Yeah. You like that? That's that's uh, that's your boy. That was from the 2017 World Series. No, but he originated oh. it. Kirk oh, Cousins one did it okay. first in Washington. So I stand corrected. I'm not yeah. a big football Jock fan. Peterson copied that. Well, that's fine. I'm not a big football fan. Big Jock guy. Don't follow me. Yeah. <laughs> he stands alone on that hill. So uh, I'm okay with that. We would love to hear y'all's predictions. We're so excited for the trade deadline. Um, if any deal goes down, we will definitely be recording an episode uh, live tomorrow. Um, if any of those deals go down, we're going to put out a video simultaneously while we're recording. So you're going to get to listen and watch as we chug. So that'll be fun. Um, totally fun. Yeah, completely fun. Fun for y'all. Fun for the content. Anything mm-hmm. for the content. Anything for y'all. Seriously. <laughs> please please watch us. We do what we do. Please watch us. Please Thank listen you. to us. Um, so we're going to go ahead and end this episode here. Another fantastic episode. What a horrible way to end it, though, in regards to the Houston Rockets. But... It's Houston Rockets basketball. This is what we've kind of learned to live with. Uh, I've become detached, I guess, to a degree, to the to the L's, not to the team. I've been detached to the L's. I've just kind of come to expect it. If there was going to be any team that was going to blow this type of game, it was going to be this year's Houston Rockets. How unfortunate that is. But true, GM. Let's not go home on a sour note. Let's go home on a high note, on a high spot. Let's go home on a high spot here. I love it. I love it. Right, I tackle, love drop it. down, leapfrog. Oh, all right. Thank you. So we're calling out the spots now. No, I will not call out the spots. You should already know this. I'm just saying, tackle drop down leapfrog. Okay. All right. Got you, you should know it. Got I'm you. whispering in your ear. Up to a sunset flip and a Cody stunner. Got you. Sunset flip to a Cody stunner is like not a smooth transition. It's at not going to. I don't think that's doable. That's just me going, allowing I my imagination to uh, run wild. If you sunset flip, you have like to Hulk go down Hogan. on your ass. The guy that receives it can flip can flip you have to quickly get up because you're from your ass and then jump onto the rope i don't know it's possible but it wouldn't be clean uh, can i just do a frankensteiner let's just make it simple frankensteiner can we just end the show okay okay let's cool. end the show too. that's cool that sounds good too because right. i have to go to sleep okay go on sir all right um the plugs of course follow me on twitter at jp underscore mirabueno follow us on twitter and tiktok at summit s-o-m-p-o-d Follow us on Instagram, please. Follow us on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore POD. Uh, follow the company, the fam, the brothers over at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. And also a special shout out to our boys at Sauce and Thoughts Podcast. Um, listen to them today. Shout us out. Amazing people. They did something similar to um, Bargain Bin Bonanza. Shout out to our boys, Garrett. Uh, Dex and Noah over there. Um, shout out to SNT Pod. Make sure to give them a listen if you like educational um, drinking with D20s. We're all about that life. Listen to the boys. Good call out. And uh, listen to me. Not listen to me. Sorry. Follow me as well at Summit Commission. Shout outs to the Apollo Podcast Network. Continuing to kill it. Uh, Apollo Texans with the D'Amico Ryans deal, obviously. Go give them a listen to Off the Gridiron. Shout outs to the Crown Jewel of Astros Podcast. Give a listen to BTD Beyond the Diamond. Shout outs once again to the One Take Podcast. Listening for all of your pop 
culture, TV show, and movie references. They are always the people and the first listen you should ever go to in terms of anything pop culture, Astros, or Texans. And of course, for the first listen for all your Rockets content, please give us a listen at Some State of Mind. And I know that you guys have already given us a listen if you already got into this point in the episode. So we appreciate each and every one of y'all. GM, we are officially closing the book on episode 150. Whoa, we're at 150? We are at 150 at the deadline. Yes, wow. sir. 150 at the deadline. That means we're, we're 50 away my, from two. My eighth grade year yeah. weight. Jeez. 150. Wow. <laughs> You're hitting my weight from fifth grade? <laughs> nah, bro, you're probably like 160. I'm pretty sure you're like closer to that. Man, fuck you. <laughs> Let's end the episode here. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Let's end the episode here. Uh, big shouts and thank you to each and every one of y'all. Thank you for supporting us for 150 episodes. Uh, cheers to 150 and cheers to 150 more. So we'll end this episode as we end every episode as they give us the go-home cue here. Go Summit. Go Apollo. And for the love of all that is good and mighty, go Rockets. The Summit for, 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 for Life.